0: Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Sarah Davidson. Sarah is a global human resources professional that aligns human resources initiatives with strategic business goals at Raceline and Associates. Hello, Sarah. Hello, and thank you for having me. I'm so excited to get to know you. We are, we are talking because you too are going to be part of the Be Heard Women in Leadership Conference April 8th at St. Louis University.
1: Yes, I'm very excited about it.
0: Okay, I, so I did not know this until I just met you, that you were talking about the power of presence, which mm-hmm. I love the sound of it, and I want to know more.
1: Okay. Um, well, full disclosure, I'm still putting it together.
0: That, of course. Well, that's fine. You have to. You
1: yes. Got time. I feel like I should disclose that <laughs> um, so I don't disappoint anybody. But um, I'm a big believer that presence matters and it can really grease the wheels for women to get where we want to go. On the flip side, do I think it stinks sometimes? Absolutely totally do. Hands down, <laughs> no doubt about it, I do. But I've seen the power of it. And it's not just in our personal appearance and how we do our hair or makeup or no hair and no makeup or whatever that is, but it's in the words that we choose and how we choose to present information. Um, my New Year's resolution this year was is along the same lines, and it's, I'm not, I'm going to stop apologizing.
0: That is. That is a huge one. I had Mm -hmm. to overcome that, and every once in a while, I see myself getting back into it where Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm so sorry I'm just not answering Mm -hmm. your email. I'm thinking, well, they just sent it like three hours ago. Mm -hmm. Why am I apologizing about this,
1: (laughs) you know? So instead, it's, thank you for your patience. I appreciate it, and I jump right into it. Or um, there was a silly meme floating around about somebody sending an email on like a Friday afternoon and then Monday morning asking for a reply but in real business hours, it was like 37 minutes. And then that happened to me, and I was like, son of a gun, yeah, <laughs> yes. I shouldn't <laughs> have to apologize. <laughs> I have the- a life outside of this. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, you know, trying to balance that professional presence while, in my case, I'm a single mom. I have two amazing daughters. How um, How old? They are 10 and 7 and a half. I was telling them last night that I was coming on here, and somebody asked me to. And they're like, are you going to talk about us? And I
0: was like, maybe. So you have to say their names then. Oh.
1: So Hannah's 10. She requested that I tell everyone on here that she's 12 or 13. Um,
0: Hannah is actually 12 or 13.
1: Is allegedly what she gotcha. wants people to believe okay. um, as she gets into those that – Teen angst that I'm not ready for.
0: Eye rolling will start to happen soon. It has uh, already, and then she's actually a teenager.
1: Um, here's my <laughs> thing right
0: official.
1: now. I don't know if it's good parenting or not, but if they eye roll me, they have to clean the toilet.
0: Ooh, that's effective.
1: Stop that. It's and I have very clean toilets.
0: <laughs> See, and you thought that you weren't doing double duty on the work from home stuff and cleaning. You, yes. Yeah, there you go. Yes,
1: and then Charlotte is seven and a half and they are amazing, but we're supposed to be women
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, that chose to work in a profession or were forced to or don't have a choice to, whatever the situation may be. I love my work. I love what I do, and I don't want to give that up, but I also want to be a really good mom, and you want to be on all the time, and then you do self-sabotaging things like eat Chocolate on the couch at ten thirty at night Wait, by is yourself.
0: That a bad thing. Uh,
1: <laughs> so you can have some time to watch a silly show and but then you're self- sabotaging your sleep or not doing other things that you want to do. It's a constant juggle, and it's really hard. Yeah., um, so I want my goal is to incorporate professional aspects of that presence from the words we choose and the way in which we speak and how we present information and data. So, the other side of the table hears us. Right. um, Doesn't see us, but hears us. um, Managing or mitigating some of those both conscious and unconscious bias. Balancing the mom life or the social life or the want to have a minor social life, but don't feel like you have time to. And (laughs) just trying to navigate all that is my goal to incorporate all of that into this hour
0: presentation. Our, we're gonna learn a lot in an hour. I hope so. I like it. I hope so. But it's important, and it is. It it continues to be um, a challenge. I think you know. I mean, I'm I'm an older person, but I still sometimes feel like, and I mean, and I get it. I mean, I I get that sometimes. I'm you know, it's like little Mish, and you know, she's so cute, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she. But but I've got. I'm like, but I run this like business that continues to grow and it's been around for 12 years. I mean, I must be doing something right. right. You know what I mean? And and you feel sometimes like you like I'll I'll find myself going, "Oh, but my business isn't as successful as I want it to." I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, wait, stop. I mean, it you're it's going well." Imposter Yeah, oh, an imposter syndrome. So that, you know, I've I've gone back and forth with with what does that mean in many ways because In one sense, I think almost everybody actually has it. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's, but it's good to know about it because it's, it's, you need to think about like, why do I feel like I should not be who I am? Like Mm -hmm. that I don't deserve to be looked upon in a certain way. What helped me to really get over that was, okay, here's how I put it to myself. Cause I had this when I when I, with TEDx. All right, I definitely was like, oh, you know, right place, right time. I was doing that to myself, but at a certain point, what I realized is, wait a minute, people are given opportunities all the time. Did you take the opportunity and rock it? Yes. Okay. No more imposter syndrome. Isn't that it? Sometimes. Okay. Tell
1: us more. Um, I think sometimes it is, and I think there's, um, for me, I have those moments where I'm nervous about something or apprehensive or that anxiety kicks in and I'm like, oh. And I think of the 99 reasons why it's not going to work or fail or, you know, I'm going to fall on my face. (laughs) Um, And then it goes really well, which is how it usually goes, right? Because I prepped and you do the homework just like you and you knew what you were doing. Um, But I actually had this conversation with Dr. Trisha Baxby a while ago. We love Um, her. She's the best. (laughs) Um, And... Like you, she, I believe she said, you know, most people have it, um, but it always seems to still creep up. And whether mm-hmm. it's a product perhaps of your background, so didn't grow up with a lot, didn't go necessarily without things, right? Um, I had a roof over my head, I had two loving parents. Yep, uh, the oldest, typical oldest child, right oh my here. Gosh.
0: Okay, we're sounding a little the same here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but we didn't have a ton. Um. I was the first person in my family, in my immediate family, to earn my bachelor's degree. I'm first person. Same here. Um, I'm finally finishing my MBA at SLU right now. It's like been a dark cloud over my head, I'm getting it done and chosen this type of profession and things like that. And I love it. But there still like, kind of lingers in the background. You know, what if everybody catches on that I don't really know what I'm doing? And I'm really good at HR, right? Not to sound cocky, but. I went to my undergrad, went to B school, HR emphasis. I have all the certifications, I've um, won some awards in it. But I'm like, what if everybody catches on? Then I'm just faking it. Faking, I'm just faking
0: my I'm way. I'm making through it all it. up.
1: And I'm like, no, I'm not. I know this. No, you but do. Do know I it. really? <laughs> but yeah, no, I for sure do. So you just have these moments of um, doubt, doubt, um, yeah. lack of confidence. Um, But then all of a sudden you get a project and you kill it or you knock it out of the park and you're like, yeah, I did that.
0: That's That's awesome.
1: Sure did. (laughs) Look who showed up today.
0: Um, So it's this weird balance, I think. And I have to imagine in human resources, which I think is also still um, a big issue that I I hear about and I understand, is that – women have a hard time saying they can do something if they haven't officially already done it and just done it 100% perfect. Absolutely. So, you know, even though, like, I have these conversations with myself often where I'm thinking, like, oh, gosh, can I can I do that? Can I do that? And, of, yes, of course I can. I mean, I, I figure things out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I will figure it out. Mm-hmm. But there's always that feeling that's that kind of fear of, um, I really want that. Oh, oh I, maybe I shouldn't wish for that because if I don't get it, will I be really, really, maybe I won't wish for it. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, you have to. Mm-hmm. In order to make it happen, you got to put it out there. Absolutely. You got to be looking at it. You got to go for it and know that you can actually get there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Those positive
1: affirmations and thoughts go such a long way. Huge. And I think if you look at – so we all have those people in our life who are a little more negative, right? It's I left my windows down when it rained. Um, <laughs> uh, insert negative, negative. And then you have the other people who was like, oh, I left my windows down when it rained, but at least my seats are clean now. Like I really try. I really try to make an effort to take that positive approach. I'm not always great at it, but I really make an effort because I'm such a believer. If you put it out there – good things come. Yeah. You do good things, good things come back to you. You put good juju out in the world, good juju comes back to you. That karma. And
0: truly believe that you can get there. You know, it's my daughter um the other day said something that and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, that's so awesome that's how she thinks." Uh because we were we were talking about her she loves high fashion. Mm, I like her. High fashion. Now, she comes from the mom that's not all high fashion. I'm like, TJ Maxx, please. But but this girl loves high fashion. And her friends were giving her trouble. And they were saying, you know, once you move out of your mom's house and you're on your own, you're not going to be able to afford that high fashion. And she said, no, no, no. I will just have to figure out how to afford enough money so I can continue to afford high fashion. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I love that she said it that way. I was like, Yes. Yes, Mickey. Good job. And I, and I think, I think it's true that sometimes people give, like, give you that, like, hey, you're going to watch out because everything's going to, it's going to be really difficult now, you know, as opposed to, and and instead of preparing yourself for, oh, it's all going to be really difficult now. What if you prepared yourself? Well, well, I'm just going to have to figure that out Mm -hmm. because I still want this to be a part of my life. That kind
1: of ties back First of all, I 100% get it. And I love your daughter's response. I did too.
0: Um, I informed her, Oprah, even when Oprah had no money, <laughs> she still dressed in high fashion. <laughs> I
1: always loved fashion. When I was a little girl, I actually, so I have a longtime boyfriend. Um, his name's Derek. We were at dinner um, this weekend and we were actually talking about this. Even when I was in high school, I made. In hindsight, the most hideous pair of jeans one could imagine <laughs> with matching shoes. Oh. oh, <laughs> uh, Go, Sarah.
0: I would like to see a picture oh of Oh, my this. gosh. <laughs>
1: um, my mom is probably, like, funneling through. I can just hear papers rattling and pictures rattling right now, and I hope she doesn't have one. But um, they had flowers all over them. Ooh. And the shoes did, too. And um, I was just trying to mimic and copy things I could have never afforded it and I didn't really know what it was. And now I'm at a point where I have a taste of some of that and I really like it and I don't <laughs> want to give it up. And then you kind of go back and forth with, well, is this the best way to spend my money? Is this the best way? So trying to strike that balance. But I thoroughly enjoy it. I like it. I love good shoes and you walk in them and my feet are happy. Right. So, and I'm happy. So it's mutually <laughs> beneficial, right? <laughs> <laughs> and ultimately, it doesn't matter what other people think. If they don't like my shoes or my flower pants and shoes that I made in freshman or sophomore year of high school, then that's on them.
0: That's on them. That's yeah. exactly – that is exactly the, the the stance I have taken on many things because mm-hmm. I'm a person that doesn't like to dress up. i like – I'm total casual mm-hmm. – I joke around that I pretty much look like I'm about ready to hop on a skateboard at any moment, you know. um, And, you know, but it's just the way I dress and I'm more comfortable Mm -hmm. in hoodies and sweatshirts and jeans and Mm -hmm. leggings. Mm -hmm. That is one thing that changed work. from home for me became legging central. I've never owned so many leggings in all my life. I know. It's a problem. I noticed it when I went to shut my drawer. (laughs) The and other morning sudden, it's like the <laughs> oh, Well we got a lot in there now.
1: <laughs> maybe we should yep. purge a little.
0: Yeah, maybe we don't need all those. I, it, know. It, I think most women are like, and eh, I have ten pair of black leggings yes. and then colors. Correct.
1: <laughs> and then I feel like you go through <laughs> stages of leggings, like you find one that you really like, so you buy two more of them, and then you find another pair that you really like, so you buy two more of them, <laughs> and then another, and then all of a sudden you have the original three. It's
0: I know. First it's world a problems. Thing. It's a thing. I know. First world problems. Exactly. We get to dress in leggings and buy them. And not this is very true. So, um, all right. So, tell me about the company. Well, so we know what we're doing at BeHerd. But the company Mm -hmm. you work with, I mean, that's a big company. It
1: is. It's a wonderful company, too. So, Raceline and Associates, um, we've grown so much. So, they hired me about nine years ago to come in, um, really get their HR department off the ground, Um, And they told me that they were going to grow. Little did I know, they were totally bamboozling me. And we were going to grow from 200 to 1,200-plus employees in nine years, which has been awesome. Wow! And I'm so grateful for the experience and the time that I've had there. Um, And we've grown through just natural and organic growth as well as through acquisitions and startups. Um, And so – Fast forward to today, we have 12 entities that our HR department is responsible for. I have a team. Once I fill my current openings, I'll have um, just shy of 20 people, both domestically and internationally, that work in HR. And we have locations in California, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, Debno, Poland, Shanghai, China, um, the UK, and Sao Paulo, Brazil. I don't think I'm missing anyone. Um I'll be darned. And it's a wonderful company. Uh, they started small, obviously, with well, even smaller than two hundred. Um
0: it's for, headquartered here. Yes, right? it's headquartered yes. in Crestwood. Okay. Uh,
1: right by the old Crestwood Mall.
0: I'll be darned. Yes. Okay.
1: So um it's a great little nook right between Kirkwood and Webster Groves. Uh, excellent highway access. And um it's a good family. Uh, family feel company. Oh, gotcha. They genuinely care about who you Love are it. and your success and your happiness. Uh, we have a mission statement just like every other company. We have our core values like every other company. But what really makes Raceline stand out, I think, is our ethos because I think that's how decisions are made at our company, which is to be hungry, humble, and happy. Love it. And I think that is just incredibly representative of our organization the decisions that we try to make for both our people as well as our business. Um, we didn't shut down during COVID. So the bread and butter of our business is actually can lines. So there's actually, um, I think it's an 85% chance that the can you drink from tonight or that you're drinking from right now may be. I would have no idea. Yes. Really? Yes, is made in one of the facilities we were contracted to create. And they treated us wonderfully during COVID. Um Despite not shutting down or, you know, really having a day off, we kept checking along and they really tried. They provided lunch and dinner for every employee who came into the office every day. So they didn't feel like they needed to stop or go to make unnecessary grocery store trips or anything like that. They gave every employee a one-month salary bonus to help assist with any COVID hardships, such as lost salaries, additional daycare costs. Um, We implemented... um, a hybrid um, schedule, allowing people to work from home, which is something we didn't previously had. have. I know a lot of companies did, but we just didn't. Um, and really trying to make decisions that were courteous of others and respectful of their families and life situations. That so, is so
0: cool. Yeah. Good job, Raceline. Absolutely. Associates. Absolutely. Well, so crazy, this leads me. One of the things that you were talking about was all the different locations mm-hmm. that there are and that was actually one of my fun questions for you is like ha- have you been to any of them or outside of the country I have
1: so Ooh, um line? so I've been to all of our domestic entities uh-huh. um, the only international entity I've, of ours I've been to so far is our UK office which was a great experience um but I'm looking forward to visiting the others
0: no okay what, what what where is it in UK again? uh Northampton so how far is that? It's from... about
1: an hour north of London. Okay.
0: All right. Oh, did you love it? I did love it. I had a great time. It's, it. Re- I love, mm-hmm. I love, I've been to London mm-hmm. and I love London. I had so much fun. It's,
1: it's a great city. Um And I sat in cafes and met talk to random people and really let my extrovert flag fly. (laughs) Um, I had to, right? Talking about imposter syndrome, like, oh, my gosh, I'm sitting here alone. I just faked it till I made it. Oh, I
0: love it.
1: But I love travel. It's a, right, it's my family and friends and then travel. Um, I've had some really great travel experiences personally as well as professionally. Um, And it just opens up your world to cultures and people food, um, just what else is out there. Yes.
0: You learn so much. Absolutely. You learn so much by traveling.
1: Absolutely. And I try to, my girls and I travel a lot together. That's, um, so, you know, I try to save all my points and everything like that just to make sure that they go on as many adventures as possible because
0: it's so powerful. Yeah. And it'll, it'll really help them to open up their perspectives and learn more about, yeah, I absolutely. Love
1: it. I don't want them to look around and just think that what they see at school every day, or you know, is the world that we know. There's
0: so much more out there. I have this other wacky question for you. Shoot, these are all my fun. This is okay. like this is like taking our conversation in new places. Okay. Um So think of all the places that you have ever lived before where you currently live. Okay. Is there a favorite? feature of that house, apartment, what have you, that you just, that you miss? You're like, man, I really loved that. Oh, that's a great question.
1: Um, And I've never been asked this or thought about this. Um, A favorite feature. So my girls and I just recently uh, moved a whopping like mile and a half away.
0: Wow.
1: This is very rough. Um, But in our old house, we could walk to Crestwood Park, Starbucks, the Mexican restaurant, Emo's Pizza, super high walkability. Ah. And
0: I love that, and we all three miss that. You miss that part a lot. I get that. Yeah, I can see missing that because being able to walk places is a thing. It is, and we're
1: really active people. Um, we have all this energy to burn, and if we don't, none of us sleep. So uh, <laughs> um, that is my favorite feature that I miss.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, you might have to just, walk the extra mile, which is that's a lot, an extra mile. It is. Yeah. It is, especially
1: depending on attitudes and moods of my tiny humans. Not to mention
0: ice storms. Correct. <laughs> I know. 60 <laughs> degrees and seeing salt I know. trucks drive by. All the ice is gone today. We'll be back tomorrow. Yes. Oh, can't wait. Yeah. So I always ask everyone this question because um, kindness is big. Mm-hmm. Kindness is a big part of my world and what I want to put out there. So... Top of mind, uh, any kind of kindness you witnessed, received, given? Um, we actually talked about this at dinner last night because I was Ooh, telling them about what you? it was on. Okay. And um,
1: speaking of eye rolls, one of the things I ask my girls every night at dinner or on the way home from school is tell me something you did today that was kind. Um, and Do it, you really? Every night. I love that. Every night. So, and it doesn't have to be, so at first it was like, oh, I didn't do anything kind. These don't have to be grand gestures. Right. Little things have a ripple effect. Yes. And we've done that ripple exercise, you know, where you drop a pebble in a pool of water or a cup of water and see how it spreads. Whether that's holding the door open for somebody, telling somebody that you like their shoes or you like their hair or their outfit or um, helping somebody pick something up. It doesn't need to be grand. You don't need to make, you know, huge donations and move mountains or – little things go it's a long way. It's the little way.
0: things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really, well, what did they do yesterday that was kind? Do you remember?
1: Um, Charlotte held the door open for somebody. Um, and these are top of mind because we talked about them. And then <laughs> Hannah helped somebody pick something up that they dropped or papers nice. or something like that. And some days they come home and they're like, I don't think I did anything. And that's okay. Well, what can we still do before the night's over? Can you help me
0: put the, dishes away or something like that. Again, getting that housework done. See, I think you actually have figured it out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you didn't do anything kind today? Well, wow. Have we got
1: some folding of laundry to do. That one shutters the house for whatever reason. That was always my tour growing up was folding laundry. and I didn't mind it because you could like sit and watch TV. Yeah, It was like the laziest thing that you could do. Um, My children, you would think... I was sending them off to war. <laughs> so out of respect for myself and the little quiet time that we do have, I don't even
0: ask. No no folding of laundry. No folding of happen. laundry. Mm-mm. I used to really, really despise uh, vacuuming until mm. the cordless vacuum showed oh, up. Oh, Okay. That I, I'm telling you, it was the cord that drove me insane. And then having to unplug and replug mm-hmm. and unplug and replug, and you know, and then sometimes having to do like yoga to mm-hmm. get the plug in certain mm-hmm. places or behind something. Now that I have the cordless and I have like the little robot guy, mm-hmm. so he runs around, does his thing, I treat it like a pet. Yeah, we I'm, name ours Rosie. Oh, I need to give my, mine. I just, when it goes back into its little station, I'm like, good job, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those positive affirmations. <laughs> but then I also have another one that, mm-hmm. you know, like quick clean up. Ooh, yep. Somebody's coming over. And um, I love that thing. Yes. Now I don't mind vacuuming anymore. Oh, I do it every Sunday. For whatever reason, it brings
1: me peace to have clean folders. And so yes. I, I run the real vacuum every Sunday. Yeah.
0: You have which to is a little just, thing. It's the little things. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, Sarah, I love and adore you. <laughs> Thank you. This has been so much. I can't wait to hang out with you on April 8th. Yes. I can't wait to hear your talk, which I know you're putting it all together right now. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's going to be amazing because it's important. Power of presence. It's really important.
1: It is. It is. And um, I'm hoping to learn from the audience as part of it as well.
0: Very cool. And so, ladies, register today, right? Register Please. Register to come see us. Please. And we will hug you if you let us. Yes. We understand. We're COVID. huggers. You might not want to hug, but we're huggers. Mm-hmm. We can air hug. Yeah, we can air hug. Air high five. That's I like that. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Sarah. <laughs> no, thank you. And for everyone out there who's been listening, this is Mishmash Podcast. We love you. Be kind. Have a good one. Bye.